has anyone heard of Blue Monday? Uh, Blue Monday, apparently it's a, it's a thing in the UK. A couple of people were, were nodding. It's the third Monday of the new year. Uh, so, so this coming year it will be, write this down, the 16th of January 2023, Blue Monday. You, you may not have heard of it, but I reckon in some sense you will have experienced it. Uh, it's the day that the dread of the new year rushes in. Uh, it's the day where the joy of Christmas and that whole wonderful New Year period, it runs up against the reality of yet another year. Uh, perhaps also the credit card bills are, are dropping. Uh, the post-festive food diet is, is underway. Uh, the New Year's resolutions already need at least a little revamping, if not throwing out the window altogether. And the batteries in the Christmas presents need replacing. School's heading back. Uh, work is underway if you are privileged enough to get a break. And in the UK, it's also cold and, and dark. Thankfully, it's not that way for us. Remember when I was a young adult many years ago, uh, in my early 20s, I particularly dreaded that mid-January uh, period because it was back to reality, uh, but back to work, back to routine, Back to the grind, uh, uh, and back then for me, back to Canberra, having been holidaying in the beautiful Tarthra on the far south coast of New South Wales. The joy of Christmas and, and the whole festive season, I mean, really, it, it can be quite short-lived, can't it? Uh, in his book called Enjoying God, Tim Chester, he, he, said, he likens the joy that we might be tempted to look for in life, but also in this sort of holiday period, he likens that joy to that of a sugary breakfast. You know, that kind of breakfast, not eggs or, or, or porridge, you know, the things that keep you going until lunch, but, but the sugary cereal, just an hour or so later, you're hungry again and sometimes even hungrier than if you hadn't have eaten it in the first place. In his book, Chester says this, he says, many of us opt for quick-fix sources of joy. We look for joy in status, in possessions, in romance, in career, in sex, or holidays. They're like sugary snacks that fill you up quickly, but it doesn't last. Is this a little negative? a week before Christmas, sorry about that. Um, what kind of joy are you looking for this Christmas? I reckon it's common even for someone who trusts and follows Jesus to go for the sugary snacks kind of joy. Uh, we may long for this restful and peaceful period, you know, I just want to collapse. But when the new year arrives, we realise it's been more like a night viewing some show on Netflix that turned out to be rubbish. So I want to ask you to reflect on this. How might you enjoy God this holiday? How might you enjoy God this holiday? And I reckon that text that Sophie read for us really helps. Luke, uh, the historian, who, who writes so that we might have confidence in, in what happened with Jesus some 2,000 years ago. He turns from the details of the birth to its announcement in verses 8 to 21. Uh, 
and, and it's some announcement, isn't it? The shepherds are out there in the paddocks, and boom, verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Um, if you're someone who's sort of read a bit of the Bible, you, you may think, well, the glory of the Lord, when that happens in the Bible, it's a really significant moment. Maybe we can count 10 times. It's an indication something very big is going on. In the book of Exodus, the second book in the Bible, when, when the Lord rescues the Israelites from slavery in Egypt and he takes them to that mountain, we see the glory of the Lord and the people tremble with fear and they don't dare go close. It, when King Solomon, he finishes building the temple, the place where the Israelites would go to meet with the Lord, when he finishes the build, uh, the, the Lord fills the temple with his glory and the priests dare not stand. In Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah has some glimpse of the glory of God, the, the, the train of God's robe filling the temple, he cries out, Woe to me, I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips and live among a people of unclean lips. Ezekiel, one of the other Old Testament prophets, when he's confronted with some sense of, of God's glory, he just falls flat on the ground in terror. And so we, we come to the Christmas story. Of course, uh, when the shepherds are confronted with some level of God's glory, they're terrified. Luke's emphasis is not so much on this glorious moment, though, but the explanation of it. When God's royal son arrives, his angels announce his breaking into his creation in human form. The explanations, verses 10 and 11, isn't it? Don't be afraid, says the angel to the shepherds. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is good news that will cause great joy. Why? A saviour has been born to you. The Lord Jesus Christ, he came to save. Someone said, as long as I fail to see that Jesus came to, to save, to rescue, I fail to understand the Christian message. Yes, of course, Jesus was a great moral teacher. Yes. Uh, yes, he was a great miracle worker. Yes, but primarily a saviour. And we need a saviour. Someone who can reconcile us to this glorious, holy God. Someone who can reunite us with the one who made us. Someone who can do away with the hostility between us and God. Someone who can deal with our sin once for all time. And it's this man, Jesus. The word became flesh. God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. And the angels are there praising God in verse 14. Glory to God in the highest heaven. What about on earth? 
Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favour rests. Do you know this is not a reference to general world peace? The Bible's really clear that there'll be wars right up until the end. The peace on view, it's peace with God. For all those who submit to Saviour Jesus. And this peace with God, it brings joy. A deep, long-lasting joy that endures a lifetime. Not just the sugary breakfast, you know. I've been listening to an audio book lately called Stolen Focus. Some of you don't like reading. You you get yourself audible and you listen. Uh, uh, Stolen Focus. It's not a Christian book, but it reflects on how, as a culture, our attention now is really poor and it's continuing to get worse. One thing I was struck by in the book is that we need to feel safe in order to concentrate. In order to focus, we need to be in a safe environment. Now, maybe that's a really obvious thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, apparently some kids are falsely diagnosed with ADHD as they're in unsafe environments. They're always in that flight or fight, what is it, fight or flight mode. And so, of course, they can't concentrate. Always on edge and unable to focus. You know, that is really sad, isn't it? I wonder, though, if you might be someone who is on edge, Uh, perhaps because you feel unsafe in a a slightly different way, Uh, on edge as you try and sort of squeeze as much joy out of this life as you possibly can, living as though this is all that there is. I have to be as happy as I can here and now because this is all there is. Or or on edge as you just worry about what others think of you. Or on edge as you know that you haven't actually lived in a way that honours the loving God who made you and you haven't come to him for the forgiveness of your sins. You know, the message of Jesus, it frees us to be safe. To be in the safest environment ever possible. God became man. The glorious God was wrapped up in rags. He lived the perfect life that you and I have not lived. He died the death that we deserve as our substitute, as our representative, that we might be forgiven and live for him and enjoy him forever. My sin is dealt with at the cross. There's no hostility between me and God. This life is not all that there is. There's no pressure to... (laughs) There's no pressure... It's a position of safety, an environment of safety. It doesn't matter what others think of you. You have a loving Father who delights in you. And you you don't need to be on edge, but safe and free to enjoy God. 
And it's, it's, it's an offer, isn't it? it? It's an opportunity for all of those who do what? Submit themselves to King Jesus. All right, God, I'm not my own anymore. I belong to you. You call the shots. It's announced by the angel to the shepherds. We sung it, didn't we? Chris helped us. That was really helpful. The, the angel announces it to the shepherds. The shepherds do what? They go to Bethlehem. What was the wording, verse 15? To see. They went to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened that the Lord had told them about. And they see the baby wrapped up in the, the, the cloths lying in the manger and they spread the word. What word do they spread? Verse 17, the word concerning what has been told them about this child. That today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. I really love how roomy how spacious the gospel is. Peace with God through the saving work of Jesus. You, you trust in him, your environment, broadly speaking, is safe and secure for eternity. What a place to be. It frees us to enjoy him. Not on edge trying to suck as much joy out of this holiday or that relationship, or the next business deal, but resting in him. So you go home this afternoon or this evening, uh, how might you enjoy God this holiday? Well, the greatest gift is Jesus. Be reconciled to God through him. Submit your life to Christ. And then spend this holiday and eternity just enjoying him. It's good, hey? Why don't we pray? Loving Father, as we sing those old songs, uh, it's staggering that the one by whom and for whom all things were made, the glorious Son of God, lowered himself and became human for us. That he would provide a way for us to be reconciled to you. Lord, we thank you for his perfect life. And this afternoon, we, we pray that you would forgive us. Lord, forgive us for the things in our hearts that don't honour you. Forgive us too, Lord, for trying to seek security, safety in the things of this life. And mighty God, as we come to you and know that we're forgiven and adopted, secure for eternity, we pray that you would help us enjoy you. And Lord, we pray that this holiday would be one where we just really do enjoy you and we pray these things in our Jesus' name. Amen.